Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. It's me. I'm your host, Emma Gunn Awardner. And I've got something rather special to uh, share with you right now. Joining me for this introduction this week is the only guest to have ever walked off The Emma Gunn Show. We've been at Loggerheads creatively ever since, but he's back. It's my father. (laughs) Hello. Hi. And why have you been given this pleasure and privilege of coming back on? Well, I think it's my birthday week. Yeah. I've had a barrel of laughs. Mm-hmm. And you said, this is going to be a real treat. <laughs> and with all the lovely people you've had on your show, I feel so honored to be a guest. Well, not a guest, but an introducer. Yes, co-host, if you will. Some of the people that you've had on are so nice to follow. I mean, Robin James is one of my favorites. Yeah, we love Robin. I, I like um, Jules Von Hepp and Sarah. They're great. That's Sarah Lord Powell and Jules Von Hepp from the Jules and Sarah podcast. Absolutely. Everybody knows who they are. Oh, that's your phone. Well, we'll carry on, we'll carry on. Followers, followers. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) what are you laughing at? (laughs) The idea of you having lots of followers. Where did we get to? We got to you. All the people I like on your podcast. Yeah, so you said Robin, you said Jules and Sarah. Mm. All the other lovely ladies who do your beauty thing, I don't follow that much, but apologies, I look after myself, so I'm very happy with what I've got. (laughs) Which means, listeners, that he uses the Elemis products that I siphoned him, as in when he tells me that he's running out. And all the others. Mm. Excellent stuff. But you like Nadine Baggett. Oh, crumbs. She's one of my (laughs) favourites. Yeah. She really is. One of the first things he says when I walk through the door is, how's Nadine Bagshot? Mm. Or Baggers. Baggers. I hope you don't mind, Nadine. I'm sure she'll be fine with it. Mm. Um, I guess you want to know who's on this episode. Well, I would really like to know because I'm interested. I haven't had listened for a week. Well, yeah, because it's a weekly show, so yeah. that makes sense. Mm. So who is it? It's Lisa Snowden, Lisa. DJ, model, presenter. No, I know her. I mean, I know who she is. Mm-hmm. I saw her on Strictly Come Dancing. I thought she was really good. Mm. And she's quite a name, isn't she? Yeah. So what are you going to talk to her about? Well, so we've been trying to do this for a while because when I was at uh, when I was on magazines and I used to interview various people, Lisa was one of the people that I would interview sort of semi-regularly. And I would bump into her at events long after I left um, staff jobs on magazines and she would always come up to me and say hello and I knew I wanted to get her on the podcast. And it's taken a little while to organise schedules, but one of the reasons I wanted to chat to her is because she's got this new website called You Glow Girl. Mm. which is kind of um, a beauty destination, holistic. It's really good. It's kind of um, breakdowns of what treatments are really like. She's um, really, really into her beauty. She's a proper beauty geek like me. Um, So 
the way that she writes about beauty is very interesting and she knows her stuff. She gives an excellent... This is ridiculous with you and your phone, right? But we're carrying on, listeners. We're carrying on because nailing him down to do this has been quite tricky. True. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, she's in a brilliant. She does a brilliant breakdown of what keratosis pilaris is in this episode. Wow. Um, and we also talk about exercise and the physical and mental health benefits. We talk about manifesting what you want in life, and we talk about love and relationships. So, there you go. So this is what I really like that you cover such a vast array of topics, oh. and they're great. Well, thank you very much. Don't you worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I will. I will. Um, I will obviously be putting all of the links to everything that Lisa and I discuss in the show notes, which you will find on Emma Gunn's Acast and iTunes. And I can't remember what I'm saying. He's chuckling because I've been saying I'm going to put his Instagram handle in the show notes. Please, I've got enough trouble on my plate. (laughs) Leave me out of it. (laughs) You really do. I think you've got 16 followers on Instagram at the moment. Oh, shush. 16,000. Absolutely not. If you've got more than me, then there's a big problem. Um, but maybe I will tag him in the post when this goes live so that you can see him. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for not walking off. I think this is progress. It's a real pleasure. I'll come back again soon. You shall indeed. Um, and in the meantime, while we go and have a coffee and a chat about some other nonsense, please do enjoy this episode of The Emma Gunn Show featuring Lisa Snowden. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me over. <laughs> Thank you for coming all the way out to the sticks. I've already had a joyous morning. <laughs> I know you literally, you've been, you've been hanging out in Loughton all morning, haven't you, by yourself, just chilling out. You should have called me. I was what? literally on the high street. <laughs> Be like, I'm here already. I was probably having my coffee and you, you bowled past after yeah. Pilates on a high. <laughs> yeah, I was buzzing today. It was a good class. And it was the first time in ages that I'd done it. So it was good to kind of just like shake the cobwebs off. It's that feeling, isn't it? Sometimes when you go back after a bit of a break, you can feel a bit beaten or you feel completely elevated and like, oh, I want to do this every day. I want this to define me. Yeah, it's not for me. It was just the fact I I always give myself a pat on the back when I manage to make it to class Mm. um, because I think that that's half the battle. Oh, 100 percent. And you know, if I, if I'm having a particularly time, because sometimes you just, you're just knackered. Mm-hmm. And so things that shouldn't be challenging are challenging, but I just take it in my stride and just like, you know, some days it's just harder than others. And like today I couldn't hold myself up in a side plank for ages and do dips, dips, dips. I had to keep coming out and going back in again, but, mm. um, I'm buzzing because I managed to do it and it was really challenging. It was a new teacher and, um, I know I'm going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that hurt. It's a good hurt. It is when you feel like, it's like new muscles. Yes, and they're like, "Hello, you forgot about me for so long." Not just and uh, those muscles going, "Hi, yeah. I, I'm just I'm recovering now, <laughs> and when I'm recovered, I'll be nice and long and lean." Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> um, so exercises are. I think this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you actually, among many other things. So we'll come back to that later. But one of the reasons I'm excited to chat to you is because I feel like you. Um, you've created this website, You Glow Girl, mm. which I got lost in. Good. And I was saying to Lisa listeners that I read the about because I think the about is always really important. And I just totally dug it. It was just, Thank you me. are a beauty obsessive yeah. who then became a model and got to see it through a completely different set of eyes Yeah, and could not take in enough. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was amazing because, I mean, I made loads of mistakes, beauty mistakes, really young. I mean, I had no business <laughs> tweezing my eyebrows age 11 to no literally 
they were so thin and like <laughs> they were like tiny and I had good brows before and um and it just so happened I plucked them and then the next day I was going for my passport photo Yes. So, you know, like a 10 year passport. And it was like, I had, I was, I was 11. So I had my hair scraped back in a high ponytail. And it was so funny because you know, those twisty chairs that you have to sort of twist yeah. up. So you're right in the middle of the frame. Mm-hmm. Well, I hadn't twisted it up properly. So no, no, I, not only did I have really skinny brows, but I was halfway down. The, <laughs> I've still got it. I could probably show you before you leave. Um, but just hilarious, but just very overstyled. Um, over plucked eyebrows for an 11 year old and <laughs> that sort of thing I was just obsessed I just loved it you know my auntie worked at um, Kanibo in um, Selfridges so she'd bring back all these little samples when I had to go and stay with my cousin and it was just amazing and they had the um, they've still got it now that really beautiful kind of like a fl- face towel like a flannel but mm. it goes really hard and crispy and then when you wet it with water it goes all soft and silky and you know it's just amazing and then to start modelling and see people's kit like all of the beautiful makeup and how they could transform my face my eyes you know the magic tricks Mm. that they used it just um yeah it just kind of fed my obsession over the years and it just got kind of stronger and stronger I think as well when you look at a makeup artist kit it's vast but they have the stuff that you've always had yes and it's the fact that you see them using it in a slightly different way or you're like well I use that but it doesn't do that for me Mm. and all of that I I either go mute in the makeup chair or like when I'm having my nails done because I'm just obsessively watching or I'm just the most irritating person who's like why are you doing that how does that work see when (laughs) I'm having makeup done I just watch the mirror Mm. and I'm just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and I'm like noting it and I'm like wow and I'm like because it's just the way they do the eyes and the way they finish off the liner or even the socket of your of your Mm. shadow like it's just knowing where that you know just and as I'm getting older, obviously my eyes are changing shape, so it's even harder for me now to do my liquid liner because they're going down, down, down. Um, but it's amazing the little tricks that they've got. But in beauty treatments, that's when I'm just a yeah. real chatterbox, and they're like, "You might like to relax and just <laughs> switch off. You might fall asleep." And I'm like, "There's no chance because I've just got too much to ask." And I'm like, "What does this do? What does that do? Especially in like a reflexology or a facial oh, reflexology yeah. or just anything. Like, what product are you using now? What's this mask going to do? You know, what's this? Yeah. What's this?" And I just like to know. Um, and that's why I like to share it on my blog. Yeah. So how old is the blog now? It's really new. It, I kind of soft launched it at the end of last year, mm-hmm. but properly um, be- the beginning of this year. But there's already a lot of content up there. It must be keeping you yeah, busy. Yeah, no, it's, and I, was, I try and post three blogs a week, which is actually quite a lot. And yeah. I was like, whew, some weeks it's good, some weeks I do drop the ball a little bit. Like, I just, because I just can't keep up. Yeah. And I've got things that I start writing and then I think, right, I'll finish that in a minute and then I'll go away and do a trip yeah. or I've got work or whatever. You know, life just happens. But I do really enjoy it and I love getting the posts up there. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just an amazing way for me to keep doing treatments as well and finding out new stuff and, and just sharing it because I think you know what the, it is it's always nice to have a fluffy treatment you know something really superficial and a nice facial or a massage or whatever but you know I think it's good to sort of tackle um different ailments and problems you might have and I want it to be very real like when I I posted about the keratosis pilaris. this is what inspired me to do the blog I posted about keratosis pilaris on Instagram last year Yes, I distinctly remember. So keratosis pilaris, this is a very long word, it makes me sound very intelligent, but I literally, it's just that chicken skin, bumpy, ugly (laughs) thing that you get on your arms and your legs. and, um, and And I posted last year and I was sort of saying to people like, look, this is what I get. Um, does anybody else have it? I've been to a dermatologist. I paid a lot of money for that appointment and mm-hmm. I just walked away with no information. He just said, you know what, by the time you're 50, it will go. 
And I was like, but that's no good to me. I'm 35. Mm. I still want to be able to, you know, wear T-shirts and maybe a little cheeky vest top or a sundress mm-hmm. and have my arms out. So yeah. what can I use? And I tried all sorts. I mean, I literally, I've, I've got a whole bathroom full of products. So I tried every product, masks and scrubs and, you know, retinol and all sorts of different stuff. And nothing really, really made a difference. And then I also was curious about whether it was a dietary thing. Mm-hmm. So... I don't really eat dairy anyway. I mean, cheese every now and then. but um, No one can blame you for that. Oh, I've got a bit of cheese every now. I love Parmesan. Actually, I love lots of cheese. Yeah. Um, but that could be a whole yeah, separate that's another. That's for another day. We'll get Jules here for that. <laughs> yeah, Jules needs to be here for that for sure. Um, so yeah, so I thought it was dietary and it, it isn't. Basically, I got to the bottom of it and it's... Um, do you want to know? Do you know? Build up of dead cells. Yeah, it's, well, it's no, it's an over, it's an overproduction of keratin, which is a protein, mm-hmm. and it, it's hereditary. My mum had it, has it, and my sisters do too. Not as bad as me, weirdly. And it's basically where the hair follicle fills with this protein, so it creates that bump. Mm-hmm. And when you squeeze that bump, a really satisfying little wiggly worm comes out, which is <laughs> so don't do it, don't pick, don't pick. But some days when you just like, I find myself just my default is like, if my yeah. skin's on show like now. I could just go like that and mm-hmm. I could have a little feel. It's like Braille on yeah. my arm. You get purchased on one of those things with a nail. It's yeah. very satisfying. And then when you see it, like, and you're like, great. But then once it's wiggled out, it just it's really red and really mm. aggravated. And then it scabs and it's much worse. So then I made it my mission and got so many people on Instagram saying, oh my God, I get that. I didn't know that was called mm-hmm. that. And my son gets it and my daughter. And it was like people of all ages and all genders. So I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to kind of like bust some myths and, you know, dig deep and do some real beauty. So I like to do a bit of real, but also, you know, the kind I remember of I saw that post and I sent you the link to Nadine's video yeah, that she yeah, had just yeah, done. Yeah. And because uh, actually I texted her this morning as I was just telling you before we hit record and she was like, ask her how her character's belong. <laughs> so funny, isn't it? Tell her, ask her how her KP is. Nothing else about how I am. How are your arms? <laughs> so it was so funny. So I saw her, actually it was with you as well. It was the, the Space NK event for Dr. the Dennis Do- Gross. Dr. Dennis Gross. Spectral light. Yeah, exactly. Our sci-fi light eye um, business. And... Um, Ginny from Space mm. NK also gets Kate Keratosis Polaris and she was like and, Nad- and I said to Nadine that you'd mentioned anyway cut a long story short she recommended the Amelia right mm-hmm. um, but you have to use it religiously yeah, you yeah. can't just use it once a day you need to do the little scrub that they've got which is like a paste leave it on then shower it off it has to go on dry skin so for about mm. a year I was doing it on wet skin in the shower in I did the exact did same you? thing the transforming body scrub yeah yeah exact so same you just thing. put it on dry skin straight away mm-hmm. leave it for a few seconds even a minute or whatever and then wash it off but you have to use the body cream twice a day mm. religiously and now they're not too bad they're not there too bad it's not gone completely but it's um yeah but i think what's really interesting about that is that that was what a year ago maybe a touch yeah ish in the summer last yeah. year i'd say and the idea of using topical acids was something that people knew about, but now there are products that every day I'm getting a raft of products like Rent have just brought out a body serum, mm. which is um, alpha hydroxy acid. Well, that would be great for my KP. Oh, it's a, and it's a That's really exactly what Amelia Wright has in it. Yeah, exactly. So it's got lactic and ha- alpha hydroxy. <laughs> alpha hydroxy. Yeah, it's got yeah, and it's a, but it's a serum texture. Mm. So for me, in the morning, I actually love it because out of the shower put it on, clothes on immediately. Yeah, like, dries, dries instantly. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Love it. And that was the thing when I was looking through the site, actually. You mentioned there about, 
I wanted to know what it was. I went for a treatment and I wondered, I looked at my diet. You really get a sense when you go on You Glow Girl and the link, obviously, this this is going to be in the show notes, (laughs) but you get a real sense that these things are being approached from a very 360 angle. Good. Thank you. And that it's not just about, I had this facial and look at my skin. Tick. It's right. Why might you want this facial in the first place? Lots of different things. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully for different age groups, Mm. you know, for different women and also for men too, to be able to dip on, dip on into it. I'm going to, I'm going to hit Jules up for an interview soon, actually, because oh, I want my glow yes. bros. So I'm going to get some ma- male celebs and, and some like male profes- professionals. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I want people to get the proper lowdown on mm. what it is and what it's going to do. Because let's be honest, it's a real luxury to have these treatments yeah. and it's expensive. Mm. And I don't just want to be like, oh, yeah, my skin looked great for a day. It's about a real proper treatment mm-hmm. that goes deep, deep, deep. It's like my new amazing favorite thing is the um cos- cosmetic acupuncture and it tell me about this yeah it's incredible so sarah braden she's phenomenal and what's really interesting it, it yes it i initially went there because i was like it's amazing it's a facelift without having a facelift mm. and you will have lots of needles in your face honestly it doesn't hurt at all and she starts quite minimally mm-hmm. so you build the more you sessions you go on but what happens with sarah she, she looks at you she looks at your tongue you can tell so much about somebody's health from their tongue. She comes from a reflexology background. So she's got, you know, which I love reflexology. And I think that's such a phenomenal treatment. Was that it. your gateway treatment? Reflexology? Was that the first yeah, one Yeah, I heard? think it probably was. Mm. And, There's and always back, a gateway. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Body massage. I think it, mm, it might have been a kind of combination of mm. facial massage and reflexology. But reflexology was my first kind of love where I thought I could learn to do this. So I always thought if I wasn't in this industry, I like modeling and, and TV and all of that, I would have been in beauty for sure. Like I would have been a beauty therapist. There's really? no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just love the power of touch. I think that you can heal and help and make somebody feel so good just by touching them. Mm. Um, obviously not inappropriately. <laughs> just by grabbing some <laughs> random person on the tube. You need my hands <laughs> on you. But it's, um, you know, it's I proven. just... It's proven. Yeah. It's Hugs, a daily hug. And the, uh, with the, no, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the fact that so many people live on their own now, yeah. there's actually this thing of like touch therapy of yeah. actually just a daily hug. I know there's a woman charging 50 quid for a hug. I saw it on this was morning. That on the tube? No, it wasn't. It was like, it was so weird. I was in this morning studio and, and, and they were doing a feature on people living at home and being very lonely. And there was a woman who charged for hugs. <laughs> So that's a bit steep. Surely that's surely that's a free service. I think so. If you're a good person. Yeah. There's a UPS truck that's just pulled up. I hope it's not for me because it's gonna be really interrupting. That's fine. Um so so going back to Sarah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, gateway, I'm like, ah Sarah looks at your tongue. It is for me. Sorry. That's all right. I'm we'll excited. I'm really excited. Sorry, you were saying about Sarah. So Sarah Braden, so um I, I just thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be great toning and need all of that. Jawline needs, like, improving, la, la, la. But she looks at your tongue and she can really assess the the state of your health, what organs might be suffering, your digestion. She could tell I was ovulating, which freaked me the what? hell out. Yes, I know. I was like, she was like, are you ovulating? And I was like, yes. Why, how? Like, what? And then she <sighs> takes your pulse, which is what acupuncturists mm. do. So they take your pulse on both wrists to assess the strength of different organs you could they can feel them and hear them coming through 
um, and sense any weaknesses, etc. So she got me on the bed. She looked at everything. She said, like, your kidney's kind of under stress. You're like, you, your body seems very tired. Your digestion's a bit, you know, under a bit mm. of pressure. And you're eating something that you're allergic to. And I was like, hmm. I laid on the bed and I thought, well, I'm not really because, you know, because, you know, like you're sometimes you're a bit sceptical and you're a bit mm. like, hmm. And I I'd had blood tests years ago and I was told that I couldn't eat dairy and, and wheat and soy and a few things like that. And eggs were on top of my list, a red list. And I used to eat eggs every day. And at Capital, they had a nickname for me, which was Eggy Eggy Snowden, because I'd turn up with two boiled eggs in my bag every day, which is so antisocial. <laughs> Opening them in the studio, can you imagine? It stinks. And I'm fine because I'm eating them, but everybody would be like, oh, Snowy, for God's sake. And I'd be like, sorry. How do you like your yolks? Well, a boiled egg, mm-hmm. like, obviously has to be, like, completely done. I like mm-hmm. them because I, and they're tra- I'm traveling with them, so hard-boiled eggs. But if I'm having poached eggs, love them just, like, and fried eggs, like, a nice runny, gooey gorgeousness. Yeah. But they were, like, because I'd bombarded my system by eating two eggs every day, clearly my body had had enough. So by when I got the blood test back, it was, like, no eggs. So I, I eliminated eggs for two years, and then I just introduced it back into my diet and I thought I'll be fine mm. so when I was lying on the chair on the bed after the after she told me I did I was eating something that was irritating my system I realized it was eggs I was like shit it's eggs just eating two today <laughs> and I was like you ate two yesterday too and the day before and I was like back on the eggs aren't I and it made sense to me and I was just like this is really good this is an eye-opener because um, there's nothing else that I really thought that there was going to be irrit- irritating my system. But she put this light, this sort of amazing laser light, almost like an LED light on my tummy. And immediately my stomach was like, just loving it, but like needed to settle down. And it was just making crazy noises. And then she started putting needles in my ears because you can treat a lot of the body through the ears. I know. I've seen some, um, my friend Madeline's at the Mayo Clinic at the moment and she was putting... Yeah showing on Instagram and yeah stuff it's like incredible that. so she, she pops them all in and she did all over my face and then she moved down to the ankles because I didn't know what the treatment consisted of I was just thought I was getting needles in my face and mm. it was just literally it was a full body balancing hormone balancing most importantly she's managed to I don't even know if I can say this but like menopause and stuff like that she helps to either delay it mm-hmm. Or just help to really balance the hormones as, you know, sort of getting into a sort of mid to late 40s. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she's been amazing. She's been amazing. And then she does reflexology and then she puts a mask on. It's like a full-on MOT one-stop shop. Wow. And so I'm seeing her and she gets me Chinese herbs and I drink them before my periods now. And it's just it's just making a little everything a little bit more easy. So I spoke about that on the blog because I just think... You know, if you are going to spend money on a treatment, you're going to get this. You, you're getting so much for this mm. one, and she cares so much, and she is so passionate about it, and I just love that. Mm. You know, just like really selfless and works really long hours and travels to you. Like she'll come out here. You know, she she bombs around everywhere. So um, I, I love that kind of thing, and I think it's been so beneficial for my health and for mm. my well-being and for my mental kind mm. of clarity. And you know, if you're feeling a bit shit, you can tell her, and she'll just like extra needles in maybe wherever it needs to kind of increase sort mm. of happiness or because I think people don't under don't always necessarily understand if they've never had kind mm. of hormone issues meaning the mood swings or the feel Ugh. when you have um hormone induced issues I you like don't recognize yourself mm. 
You're like, what? Who is this person? Mm. You're irrational. You don't deal with stress. You're freaking out over the most ridiculous things. Mm. Um, I just turn into a psycho bitch. (laughs) Honestly, super unpleasant to be around. I mean, I'm surprised that George hasn't walked out on me. (laughs) He's so understanding. It's unbelievable. But, you know, through exercise, through diet and through, you know, seeing, seeing Sarah, it's really helped. Exercise is massive, though, in my world because of it's it's literally makes me feel like I can function in my head. Mm. I mean, the side effects are, yes, you do get more toned. But for me, it's more about my, my head than yeah. anything. For me, it's exactly what you said earlier. And you said it on tape, but you also said it when we were in the kitchen about it's about just even getting to the class. Yeah. And sometimes when I get to the treadmill in the morning, I know I'm maybe not going to have the best workout. My body's not really feeling it, but I've already got that endorphin rush because at least I got dressed. Yeah. And to be honest, getting into a sports bra is as much of a challenge. Jesus Christ, you need to like dislocate your shoulder blades. I injured myself last week, <laughs> I swear to God. And I was like, I was having to take painkillers for three days. You're joking. I tore whatever muscle goes over the clavicle. Like your pet, near, near your pec? Yeah, upper pec. Um, well, I say I tore it. It, it healed within three days, so it couldn't have been a tear. <laughs> <laughs> but by gosh, it was painful. And it was, re- I couldn't get in and out. And I did it by yanking myself out of a crop top. Yeah, uh, there, it's a struggle. The struggle, yeah, when you've got, I know, she's I like, have to double bag. <laughs> Emma's like sort of putting her hands out in front of her chest <laughs> just to prove that, the yeah. The universal sign language for big boobies. Yeah, big boobies. The Tartars need e- extreme scaffolding. Yeah. and um, So it's a sports bra and a crop top. Yeah. For me. Yeah. No, if you're jumping, I'm like, God forbid, I forgot to put a sports bra on and had to do like a hit class. It's just <gasps> miserable. No. Miserable. So yeah, so um, you're <laughs> right. This, that is a workout in itself, getting on your sports bra. <laughs> but just getting to the gym, I think sometimes, and I saw a trainer go up to someone in the gym the other day and she was a woman who was doing a very light workout. And this trainer was like, you know, if you did this, if you added this to it, you could really maximize your workout. And I always think that's a bit of a worry because I think you don't know what she's been through emotionally mm. and mentally to put in her passcode to get into that gym this morning so maybe yeah. just like give her a word of encouragement yeah she's like you're doing really well move yeah, exactly on. I didn't ask you for your advice please move on have you always <laughs> exercised or is no. exercise something you take more seriously now no it wasn't until I was about 35 that I realized I needed to do something um which is actually I'm quite lucky mm. um but I probably could have, I would have definitely have benefited because I just saw exercise. It's such a boring thing. I was like, oh God, go to the gym. Why do you have to go to the gym? You know, you're sweaty and you've got mm. mirrors everywhere and you've got like, you know, I just, I just, just thought it was miserable and I didn't realize actually it's so good for my head and that mm. I can process things and I just feel happier in general. Um, so it wasn't until I was 35, so like just over 10 years really. Um, but uh, this is my first class that I've done today and I've noticed the last two, three weeks that, especially the last week, that I started to get a bit... Mm. A bit snappy, a bit... Just feeling a bit out of sorts. Just sort of, yeah. And a good sweat session does sometimes clear out the... I remember somebody once describing it to me because my thing is running. I can do other exercise, but I never get the same yeah. effect as when I run. And I'm not a natural built runner, so I don't really understand why, but it just, and she said, the thing is for you, it makes you turn your brain off because all you have to worry about is your heart and lungs. Yeah. And getting. And pushing yourself saying, rather than going, just stop for a bit and walk. Now run, now walk, now walk, now walk, 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 walk. Now just go home, go to the pub. I can't do Tabata (laughs) training because I've got 10 seconds where I can think. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know where you've got 20 seconds of exercise, 10 seconds rest. No, surely you must be just still trying <laughs> to get breath in. You can't go like, shit, I didn't get back to that person. I've got to email that thing. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You've got, you can't. If you're, do, if you're throwing bit. yourself into ba- to, to batter properly, mm. then you're like, <gasps> and then that 10 seconds goes so quickly and then you adjust your sports bra, tie your hair back again and <laughs> yeah. off you go. It's readjust. Like, yeah, readjust. Hoik, yank, all of that. And then <laughs> back Switch you them go back in. <laughs> back you go into your alternating But lunges. listen, whatever works for you. It's mm-hmm. like if running's your thing, that's amazing because you're right. You've just got to literally, and you buzz in afterwards. It's such a great feeling. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It is a good feeling. Um, you didn't have to do exercise before. How? I was very, I was, yeah, I was quite, well, because I'm tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also really skinny. When I look back at pictures, mm. Jesus, I was skinny. I was bullied at school because of it. But my mum was like, you'll thank me for this. You'll be happy about this when you get in. And actually, I, you know, I was because I had a career from like, from, you know, going into modeling because of it, I guess. Um, because of my height and because of, yeah, I was tiny. Um, did that give you, and I'm massively projecting on you here, because we all have our own issues at school. We all get, everybody gets bullied, I think, pretty much. And for me, um, it gave me a chip on my shoulder of, I was sort of, I always felt overlooked. And so my chip on my shoulder was, notice me, and wanting to, and really giving me drive. And I've always wondered what it must be like if you get bullied for something where you then make a really successful career out of it and everybody who would have bullied you for it sees you doing really well? I don't think it was a drive in me. I don't think I was... I don't. I honestly don't think I was like, right, revenge is the... You know. Mm. Um, but there were moments when I was a bit like, ha, huh, this is all right. <laughs> Done all right, girl, you know. Yeah. Do, you know, do, just those stupid assholes that were rude to you in school. Don't worry about them now. Um, so I had a few moments like that, but it wasn't the driving force to kind of you know, to, to really push me mm. in those directions. I literally, I just fell into the modeling. It was so yeah. weird. And I never thought I'd ever be, I never thought I could be a model. Like really? literally, I was like awkward, gangly, not that pretty, you know, like, and the girls at school. I'm giving her the face, listeners. Said, Don't you worry. The girls at school that were modeling, they were so grown up. They were so mature. Because I went to Italian Conti when I was 14. Mm. So I went to an all little comprehensive school and... I got bullied in junior. Then I went to, to Fred's, which was a, a senior school in Welling Garden City. Got bullied there as well by third years. And I was like, I haven't done anything. And they were just so hideous to me. And I was like, you don't know me and I don't know you. And they were like, we're going to get you off to school underneath the subway. And I'll be like, pedal my way home on my BMX really fast, shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be cool on my BMX. Couldn't do any tricks at all. But... Um, <laughs> And then I went to school at 14 to Italia Conti, which was a total accident because I'd go to dancing class after school and my dancing teacher eventually was like, look, you're doing so many classes and things after school. Why don't you just go to a school where you could do it all day long? And I was like, no, I don't want to. And they were like, well, maybe do it when you're 16, but go on the audition and see um, how it goes. And anyway, on the day they accepted me and I was like, this isn't part of the plan. I was supposed to get this audition under my belt. And Mm. so then I was more ready for it at 16. Anyway, so I went to the stage school and they were all like living in London and they were all very chic and they all just looked, I mean, I looked about 12 and I was 14 and they looked about 18 and they were 14, you know. So they all have like Burberry print stuff and all the latest. Well, we had, we had to wear uniforms. I had to wear a blazer and a tie and a little kilt and I'd like get the train up to King's Cross and then over to the Barbican. But they all kind of, the first day I was like, kilt was really long, tie was the fat (laughs) side. They all like turned the skinny side round on their tie, hoiked the skirt up. So it was really sort of, you know, centurion length. (laughs) <laughs> and I was just really, I had a perm. 
I was just so not cool. And they were all just cool. And they were like, yeah, we're doing modeling job. And I was like, oh, wow. So in my mind, they were like, because they were just so symmetrically beautiful mm. and so kind of assured of themselves at such a young age. And I was still sort of, you know, I didn't really fit in, you know, I just, mm. you know what it's like. So um, yes. it was never my aspiration to be a model. I just never thought it was possible. So when, it, you know, somebody was like, excuse me, do you want to be a model? And I was dancing on a little little tiny stage at a nightclub <laughs> raving with a cap on i was like really because you know on wikipedia it says that you got discovered and in the same sentence it mentions dancing on a pole yeah i know it sounds <laughs> like i was a stripper it honestly does and i hate that i used wikipedia no but i, but I know i do really i always go to wikipedia and it's and for it it's really hard to get stuff changed on there too yes so like you're like they were giving me and i don't i'm always honest about my age but they, they were saying at one point that i was a year older than i was and it really pissed me <laughs> off because i was like come on now i'm one of the few people that doesn't lie about their age in the business and you're giving me another fucking year yeah. i was like sorry am i allowed to swear of course oops i'll just tick that button <laughs> explicit <laughs> beep so yeah so that was kind of annoying but yes i wasn't dancing on a pole there was no pole inside it was just like a little I think because I said in the interview it was a podium, so that's why it sounds a bit strippery. But it wasn't. Are you suggesting that you said something in an interview and then it became yeah, it, exaggerated? Well, yeah, it's funny that. But I was on a little stage and I was just having a little groove and a really lovely lady called Lindsay just basically said, would you like to come and come into the agency? And I, I was like, oh, I don't know. I left it for two weeks and then I went in to see her. She was great. The agency was terrible, but she was lovely. Aww. And I kept in touch with her over the years. But she's the reason why I had the, yeah, that I even went into it really. Because I was, when I was doing my research and sort of thinking about things, um, when I think of you, I think of someone who's always very energetic and not in a, fake way <laughs> in a really just like you're always like enthusiastic I could imagine if I said to you off off tape Lisa I've got this business idea you would hear me out in a really and yeah. offer me encouragement and it seems like when you're telling that story that even though you may not have thought that modeling would ever be your thing that when it was in front of you you attacked it with like full enthusiasm yeah. and energy and you're like okay let's do this but it took two weeks to process it like mm. I didn't go straight in the next day I just was like really can I should mm. I and I asked advice from my family and some of my friends and they were like, well, sure, just go and see, you know, just so. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Once I was at the agency and they and they all seemed quite positive about it. I was like, oh, OK, well, I'll give it a go. And then I started working. It was great. So. So when other people said, yeah, this is good that we can do something here, was it just not not blind faith? But did you think, well, you're the experts, you know, so I'm going to acquire any self-doubt of it's the other people who model and I'm just gonna do you see what I mean I went to the agency and I saw that every that actually everybody looks very different and so there wasn't like a set you know and there's sort of every and then I sort of thought well everyone's got different strengths and weaknesses so mm. maybe this is okay and I'll just do a few photos and see if I like it because if I don't feel comfortable in front of the camera then it's not going to work mm. at all um and so I just thought I'd just give it a go and then it was really fun so it was like doing all these like, cause you do test pictures in the beginning. So you work with new photographers or you work with photographers that want to, when they're not be being paid to shoot magazines, editorial advertising or whatever, they want to do some experimental kind of pictures and you should never pay for any pictures. If there's any ladies or young girls listening out there who have been reproached by an agency, never part with any money cause you just shouldn't have to. Mm. Um, I hate that when I hear people like, That's oh, good it's advice. 800 pounds for a portfolio. I'm like, no, 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 no. If they've, the agency has got faith in you, they will put you with the right people mm. and you will get pictures and you won't have to pay for anything. No prints, no studio time, nothing. 
Um, so I started working with different photographers and it was really fun and I actually quite liked it. Um, I mean, let's be honest, I always actually, I think, quite liked having my picture taken because my granddad, who's up there, my lovely granddad, Cedric, and that's my mum there in that picture, um, he he loved taking pictures. So we were all the, always the subject of his photographs and he was one of these men that just took ages to take a photograph. But I didn't <laughs> mind. It was like, hold it, hold it. And everywhere we went, he took photos. So I think I've always been a bit of a poser. There's loads of pictures of me young, just like... So you've never, you've never worried about holding a pose. It just no, I, and I just think, and I didn't, and I, and my little niece is exactly the same. Willow. I mean, I literally look at her and think, "Geez, she's so similar to me. She's such a little like." Because I guess I was quite confident as a kid. So I mean, anyway, pictures don't really bother me. They mm. really didn't. It's quite strange in the beginning getting pictures back when you see like a close up of your face and you're just like, "Wow, is that what I look like?" Um, that's quite a big thing to come to terms with, I think. Yeah, even now still. Yeah. Even hearing your voice is oh. kind of, you know, if you hear it on a, an answer machine, you're just a bit like, oh, is that what I sound like? I know. And um, So my sort of thing is I don't really like to look at pictures of myself. I'll take them for like Instagram and whatnot. And I obviously listen to myself sometimes, but <laughs> my preference is not. <laughs> and yet, when and, but the thing is, is that if one of my friends says, oh, I've, I've done this photo shoot and I don't like how I look, you, you kind of have to say, well... You can say the camera does this or, you know, it's not like a human eye. It's not a real eye, but there's a there's a part of it that you just have to go, yeah, that's what you look no, like. Yeah, that's... Fall in love with it. Yeah, because they say the camera never lies, but you're right, it does apparently put weight on you or whatever. Or then it's different lighting and then there's different makeup and different... But, um, yeah, I just... I kind of just embraced it, really. Mm. And, you know, there was a time when my dad was giving me... I was still living at home and my dad was giving me a fiver for the train every day. And he was just like, for God's sake, Lisa, get a proper job. When's this going to... I said, Dad, Dad, I promise, I promise. It's going to be... It's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. He was like, but I'm, I'm giving you money every day. And I was like, mm. I know, I know, I know. Just be patient. And then, you know, within six months, I was I was working, which was quite good. Um, so was there a plan? Was there like, right, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity. No. I'm going to seize this. No. <laughs> Never been a plan, Emma. Come on. Also, how old were you at this point? Um... 18 yeah I think yeah. 18 year olds with plans is quite terrifying <laughs> I wanted to do I was planning my weekends I was like <laughs> where am I raving this weekend <laughs> like which illegal parties are we going to that are going to get shut down <laughs> I remember the first time somebody told me to do a five-year plan is my friend Michelle who's a beauty PR and I think it must have been when I was in my like mid no late 20s I still haven't done it gosh that scares me I'm mm. not that organized I'm no. really not. I'm not. I very much have kind of gone with the flow mm -hmm. the whole of my career. I've just, when things have come to me, I've just gone, yeah, sure. <laughs> Literally. Why not? I, you know, so it's actually quite nice. Um, but have you said no? Have you been strategic about Oh, God, yeah. I no? do say no. I say, I, I've said no a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to say no... There was a period when I was getting into a bit of a funk with myself where I was losing my confidence and I said no without really even hearing what the job was. I just mm -hmm. said no because I just was like, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't do it. I doubt myself. And then I think, why did I say no? Because actually once the, the, the thought of the job or once I'd sort of figured out, mm. actually I could do that. Like once I processed it, I, um, I'd come around to thinking, yeah, actually I could do that. So then I got to a point where I say to my agent, I'm not going to say yes or no. Just tell me what it is. Give me all the details. I'll read it and then I'll let you know. Mm. And that was an easy way for me because I don't like things, people like throwing things at me and wanting a decision straight away. Because sometimes yeah. I need, I panic. And so I just go, no, 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 mm. I can't do it. 
Um, so I like to be like, just because if even a few hours sometimes changes, you once you've got your head around what you actually have to do, you're like, oh, agreed, I can do. agreed. If yeah, if you get thrown stuff, I don't know about you, but definitely my thing is, if you're throwing it at me and it confuses me, yes, then it's a no. Absolutely. If I get <laughs> flustered and confused, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I, I'm already having anxiety, so mm-hmm. no. Um, if you could trace it back, what what do you think caused the um, confidence, the sort of lack, um, doubting yourself? Bad relationship, really bad relationship. Mm. Um, at that time as well, that really young, impressionable time from 18 when I started modeling until 23, yeah. Um, so that that for sure had a massive impact on, on me even now to this day. And I, I went to a therapist a few years ago and he was like, you could have done with seeing me about 10 years ago. And I, and I know that a lot of doctors and people like would probably say that because they're like, you know, we want your money. And I was a bit cynical, but at the same time I was like, yeah, I know it. I know I should have dealt with this sooner. But definitely um, very abusive, very um, mentally abusive, which is, mm. I mean, it, it turned physical, but Ugh. in the beginning it was mental and that just chips away at you. Just slowly, slowly, you just chips away and you just... You don't realise, I didn't realise how damaging it is mm. and was. Um, but yeah, that really did mess me up. It gets into a thing of, I don't know, obviously about the specifics, but if you are in any kind of dynamic, professional, relationship, whatever it might be, and there is that chipping, you almost then get onto a cycle of keeping it okay mm. and then trying to navigate away from a potential bad situation mm. and that becomes really exhausting absolutely that juggling of that and just being intimidated in situations and just people pleasing and mm. just you know all that stuff it's that the you disease just to please yeah. that's why it's called a disease mm. Mm. i didn't know that I like that Denise. well i think that might be a feature headline i don't <laughs> think it's actually a disease <laughs> you're still thinking in headlines <laughs> oh, the amount of times I'm yeah. at dinner with journalist friends and we'll be talking and all three of us will have had the same experience and one of us will go, that's three, that's a feature. <laughs> or there's a feature and that's someone make a note. <laughs> I'm going to write them though. Um, how, uh, how have you re- rebuilt yourself? It's probably a really good... If someone does chip away, yeah. there's an implication that it's taken sort of get undone. I got completely undone and it was a case of... Oh, I was just going around this vicious circle of repeating uh, you know after that relationship broke down it was about five years and he was older than me um and but then I was attracting the same kind of people Mm. because once you get told all these really hideous things you you just lose your confidence and then you just sort of think well actually I don't you've it sounds so weird but it's almost like you don't deserve to be happy and so the things that are happening are happening because because you deserve them because you don't deserve any better so it was just this like vicious cycle circle of just um just just having bad people in my life really so it was were you telling anyone were you saying no, during it or did no. you bottle it on yeah i totally kept i i mean yeah i lied about it all really you know if something had, like it, it, yeah turn up to work with a broken arm <laughs> once <Are you> yeah <laughs> with a plaster and they were like and I was like oh I just you know and you just kind of make up a story Walked about yeah 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 um and it was right at the beginning of my modeling career and then they said well we're only gonna we're gonna take we're gonna pay you half because you haven't got one arm and I was like really gutted because I really needed the money 
but I was like, but I'm here and I've got a broken arm. But um, yeah, so it was, I mean, I can see the funny side now. I could actually see the funny side on the day, but I was just doing some very crafty modeling rides, sort of hide my arm behind my back. And <laughs> thankfully there was another person. So I could just do like a... <laughs> I've heard like, flared sleeves are in fashion. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Then none of that. I was at exercise gear. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not disguise. There was no coats. There were no ponchos. There was nothing. It was just like pure lycra. So that was quite tricky. So I understood that they were a bit peeved that I had only, you know, I turned up like that. But at least I showed up still. Mm. Could have been like, I can't come to work. So yeah, so things like that. I, I bottled it all up. That was the problem. I got so good at just like turning inwards mm. and dealing with it inwardly that, I mean, it, it's not good at all. It's so damaging and so dangerous. And, and my sisters, you know, at the end, they were like, why don't you talk to us? Why don't you talk to us? And I was just like, I just, I've, for years, I've had such a problem communicating in that way. So even in other relationships that weren't so bad, I, whenever I was displeased with something or felt unease and I wanted to say something, I'd feel like somebody was had their hands around my neck and were just like constricting me. Mm. Such a weird thing. And so whenever I go for treatments, back to the treatments, like chakras, and I, mm. when I left that very abusive relationship, I started doing cranial say. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cruel therapy, which is like Ooh, a Reiki, but yeah. deeper, deeper, deeper. And um, this lady helped me. I mean, I'd love to find her again. This lady called Pennell. And um, it's good because when you've been in a traumatic place and you don't necessarily want to talk to somebody or you can't talk to them, mm. um, you know, because the thought of going to therapy was just like, I'm not talking to some stranger. But she could speak to my body without me saying anything. And I'd have these awful flashbacks while I was lying on the sofa with her. Not sofa, the, um, the treatment bed, table. treatment table. And um, I should be like, <gasps> and sometimes I'd just be tears streaming down my face, but it was helping my body to eliminate, you know, mm. the stuff that happened. And uh, she was fantastic. So that was kind of like, I think that was when I first turned to that sort of alternative therapies mm. and remedies and things to really help me when I couldn't really see what else, I, you know, I couldn't see any other way. Mm. So yeah, God, we got a bit deep then, didn't we? Right. Little bit deep, little bit deep. I remember, um, or not, I remember, but I really believe in the body storing things. Oh so when God, you talk yeah. about having those treatments yeah. and she's working on a particular part of your body, where obviously you've stored some of that trauma, mm. and I know some people will listen to this and think, "No, poppycock nonsense, science." But um, I, I really have been in those, those those situations. I had Reiki once, and I felt like my arm was trying to lift off the bed. And it felt like there was this weird thing of I wasn't moving it, but it was anyway. 
And at the end, didn't say anything. And the woman who was working on me just said, you had a blockage, you have this thing. And I think the left arm is to do with trust. And she said, and I've just been working. She said, all I did was work on that arm, but I had my eyes closed. I didn't know where she was. I had like a lavender pillow over my eyes, you know, all of that. So soothing. So I really do believe in Mm. in that sort of stuff. It was phenomenal. She was absolutely brilliant. Um, But yeah, I've had loads of weird things like that happen when I'm doing treatments. Have you ever had... um, Okay, when you're having those treatments and your eyes are closed, what colours do you see? Purple and sometimes white. Always see purple and do yellow. You? Yeah. Purple's good. I think Yellow's so. quite nice too. I do get like sometimes, but sometimes I just get this like white kind of, I just feel so healing. But that's only when I really let myself mm. relax because sometimes, I mean, how do you switch off then? Because if you said that you can't, can you switch off in a treatment? Because sometimes my brain's going, and it's chatting, chatting, chatting. I'm like, for God's sake, just chill, just chill. Time's ticking. This is a lovely treatment. Please relax. Your body needs it. Your body needs it. And then I'm like, okay, now you're chatting to yourself too much. And so it takes a while sometimes just to switch off. I don't really switch off in treatments because I'm a little bit too analytical from having reviewed them for years. I find it very difficult to relax during a facial. No, facial's different, but like a Reiki or a cranial or something that's really deep that's working on your energy. So the only time I've ever gone to those is when I have been on my ass emotionally. Right. Okay. So then it's like then I will I will switch the hell off, and it's and I'm almost sw- I it, in the way that your mind can get busy because you're um you're trying to fill it with something. I'm I'm just releasing it, going I, everything's out of here, so you can do the best work you can do in yeah. a weird way. No, 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 absolutely. You're like take me, I'm yours. <laughs> just literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heal just, me. I'm here. I'm open. I'm yeah. And also, I know with that sort of stuff, you can't be sceptical when you're on that bed. No. You have to waste the money if you're going, this is not, she's doing absolutely nothing. Um, No, you have to surrender. I had, um, and it's slightly different, but I had a massage treatment, a really beautiful Bamford one a few years ago. Mm. And it was stunning. And every time she worked on my back, which is where I hold a lot of my tension, I would like help her. I'd like relax the muscle. (laughs) And at the end, she said, I really appreciate that because sometimes people fight the massage. And she's like, but every time I worked, you like, it seemed like you were helping me. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Really weird. <laughs> but, like I was relaxing because you know when someone you can sometimes if someone puts their arm on you, you can flinch, or if someone's yeah. working on you, and they are getting into really deep tissue, you can sort of almost tense because it hurts. I was like really breathing out so that that's good. The breath's good. The breath's really good. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to get. So we only paid half. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, you're like technically we did this together. So really, do I have to pay? No, Noella from um, <laughs> Elemis once. I had a treatment with her, and she just for for a lot of it. I mean, this was years ago. So when they launched the lavender bliss capsules, the lavender and rose mm. bliss capsules, so a long time mm. ago. And she said, the exhale breath is the most important breath. It's so cleansing. Yeah. In with the good, out with the bad. That's what I always do if I'm getting a really like anxious or stressy. Yeah, I'm like, just exhale all mm. that shit, all that negativity, all that yeah. stress. Because you talked a couple of years ago, was it a couple of years ago where you said, yes, I've had issues with depression and anxiety. Mm. First of all, how, because you are in the public eye, was that a big decision to make? To talk about it, yeah, yeah, it it shouldn't be, but it, but it was. It, you're absolutely right. It shouldn't be, but because of the stigma, yeah, it is a big decision. Unfortunately, I think, I think for me, I've always been quite candid. I mean, I've mm. spoken about a little bit about domestic abuse in the past, and and it, it always seems to have like a big backlash of some sort. So, I've been more guarded over the years about what I say mm. because, you know, you could be 
doing an interview and getting on really well with somebody and then it just when you read it in print it's just like oh god that's not a how i wanted it to come across mm-hmm. b now it's out of context especially if the male get their hands on it or whatever <laughs> and then um and and see when you just read it in black and white you're just like god it doesn't tra- quite translate mm. um but i just want to be more i just in my head recently i just like i just want to talk more about what is actually really going on you know mm-hmm. why do i have to be so guarded what do, why do i care yeah you know just to be just to worry less what people think and to worry less about any kind of backlash really mm. um and just to prove that gosh geez you know we're all human and we all go through struggles and um and that it's good to seek help and it's good to talk about it mm. but it, yeah it took me ages it did take me a while to talk to to, to feel strong enough to talk about it and also brave enough i guess mm. i also feel because i've talked about it on this podcast that as much as i'm happy to talk about it now mm. I couldn't have a couple of years ago because I was still very much in the middle of it. Mm. But it's not a linear process. There are Mm. still bad days. It's not like, oh, you come out of it. No, no, no. It's a battle. You've Mm. got to... But once you've had therapy or if you've been on medication, you just know that you recognise what's happening more. You recognise the symptoms. And for me, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that, you know, because I haven't been able to do things for myself, Mm. i.e. get to a class or, you know... it's been quite hectic the last few weeks. I can feel myself getting in a bit into a bit mm. of a funk. Um, and I recognize it. So this morning I did a bit of meditation and I just thought, you know what, I just need to turn this around. So yeah. rather than, you know, sort of going down to sort of old patterns and, and, and things, it's good to be able to recognize it now mm. without having to go and see somebody to talk about yeah. it, which isn't a weakness either. If you've got a therapist on call, that's fine. But I just don't do that anymore because I can recognize what's happening and I know mm. what to do to change my outlook other than exercise and a bit of meditation is there anything else that just gives you that quick hit of come on lisa you can do this um my fiance is pretty amazing at that <laughs> he's amazing he's so he's having him in my life is wicked like yuck i'm gonna vomit and people listening <laughs> really soppy but he's wonderful mm-hmm. um having such a positive um strong caring loving person is, is i'm really really lucky it took me a long time um to allow myself to to attract that kind of person you know Mm. really that's what it's all about it's like we were going back to that self-worth and being completely closed off to the nice people and just attracting the horrible people that can kind of see that you're damaged and so that they'll continue Mm. that you know um so he's amazing but um the kids my my sister's little kids my Mm. sister's like family family and george and my friends and food (laughs) yes i love my food um i love cooking i don't know just loads of those things being here at the house you know i just feel like i was living in london for a bit and it was um it was great and i do love london but living there's quite intense it it is intense and so like just being quiet now you can hear the birds it's little things like that or when i see the blossoms on the trees and i can go in the garden and i don't know just little things like that make me very happy and bring me back yeah to a place where I'm like, okay, there's a big, massive world out there. You're a tiny little speck in the mm-hmm. scheme of things. Just just focus on something else, you know. Just go and sit in a field. Just yeah. go and, like, look at the flowers and the birds. And it sounds hippy-dippy, and I am a bit hippy-dippy, but just kind of brings you back to nature and to being... I think when I was younger, hippy-dippy seat was, like, a bad thing. Yeah, like, you just, oh, like, just like, knitted shoes. Oh, and <laughs> yoga people, yoga types, because I knew I wasn't yeah. very good at yoga. I can yeah. go down with dogs, so they're, they're not my people. <laughs> but actually, I, I have really embraced that in the last yeah. few years because it has been a real... Mm. Um, 
a, a safe port in a storm sometimes. Like even the basic things like having a difficult day, Emma. I had a migraine the other day and it was stress induced and I could feel an anxiety attack brewing. Didn't know how to get rid of it, but I sat down in my living room, windows open, yoga with Adrian, followed a video on how to do yoga with a migraine and it made oh, me wow. better. That's great. Didn't stop the migraine and Did the anxiety not. attack, but it, it, it delayed it and mm. it, and actually I bounced back a lot quicker afterwards, which is the main thing. Absolutely. No, it's just, it, it's just, yeah, I'm a real, I love it. I'm, a, I, I am at my happiest barefoot, just flouncing around, mm. <laughs> just literally no makeup, hair tied back, just yes. really peaceful. Yes. And, um, yeah, either in feet in the sand or in, or in the grass or in the mud somewhere, honestly. When I go back to my parents, especially at this time of year, it's, Shoes off on the grass. Yeah. Dream. Delicious. Especially waking up in the morning and just going straight out into the garden. Mm. It's a lovely, it's a lovely thing, especially as I'm always stomping around London. Um, speaking about George and relationships, the one thing I wanted to ask you mm. about that was knowing what love really was. Mm. Having had relationships that you probably would describe as having had love in them. More infatuation or lust, perhaps. Yeah, that's kind of... Was there a different energy? Was there just a different thing right from the off of, oh, this feels different. This is what love really is. I misunderstood before. It's hard to put it. It's hard to. I mean, it shouldn't be. So let me just try. Um, I guess what was different with George was that. Because I was just leaving Capital and I hadn't had a very good year. I was feeling a bit crap and I was coming I was was I coming to the end of my therapy so with George he was just very he's very calm anyway he's calm he was patient he was genuinely kind and loving and it just it it, it felt very different because he was in the beginning I was like I can't do this I'm not good at relationships because all my relationships have been quite disastrous and I just I, I thought it was me. Like, I always assumed I was the one. I was like, I'm bad in relationships, you know. And so I was, like, throwing out all this negativity. And he was just like, you know what? You're going to keep building that wall. And I'm going to keep just climbing over it. And it, it, he was just so... And he was like, fine, I won't see you. But he'd call. And it wasn't... It was... He cared. Mm. He just cared so much about me from the beginning. And... um and I just was able to be so honest with him and just say, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling. And just talk mm. so openly and unguarded. And I didn't worry what he thought. It was just very different. And just the fact that he was just so, um, I say persistent, but that sounds like he was a stalker. <laughs> 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 Which he so wasn't. He was just really, he just gave me my space. But at the same time, was he, there? he was there. Yeah. Um, and we were just, we just, because we've had, because I don't know if you know that we had a history from years ago. You knew each other before, yeah. Yeah, so he worked at MTV and I worked at MD, MTV. And this was when I was 30. So this was like 16 years ago. And I he, remember you in your hipster jeans, yeah. thinking I wish I had that waist. <laughs> my God, they were so low, those jeans. They barely covered my hip bones. I literally like, geez, what was I thinking? Crop top, you're right. So <laughs> we, he was head of events and I was on air and he was 23 and I was 30. So we had a little fling and in my mind I was like, nah, that's never going anywhere. So then we had this history. So when I saw him again on our, on our sort of first, second date, um, it was just, I walked towards him 
and he walked towards me and he just looked the same but he looked different and my my face like it just went into the biggest grin and then we just hugged and it felt so good and so safe and so mm. familiar but so many years had passed and he'd gone off and made his mistakes and I'd done mine and it just from that moment when we had our date we were just like and we were giggling and it was just like we just kept like touching each other and like hugging and it was just so cute and it was like a major chemistry like really exciting but just we were like it was so relaxed it was beyond anything I'd ever been in you know and so I think it's a mixture of all those things um and he's just got the kindest eyes as well you know like when you look into somebody's eyes and you can just tell that he you know he's just a good person yeah Um, he's not gonna do you wrong you know he's not yeah he's and he's solid as well like Mm. he's and what's weird is that I've always been quite bossy and quite you know I guess a little bit controlling or I'd booked the restaurants and I do this and from the get-go he was like no no I've got it I've got it and I was a bit like oh so I had to like relinquish control of it and I was a bit like that was hard for me but equally it was very exciting because I thought actually I'm being looked after for once and this is really (laughs) lovely not just about paying for things it's about like organizing things you know it was just really nice because I'd always been the one that booked this holiday booked that flight booked that restaurant Mm. booked I always had to do everything and so um he just he's the man and he kind of he was just there to just love me. And I guess, I don't even know if I've answered your question in the right way. I don't I know. Like how but it's gone. Yeah, but he, um, it's just very different. It's different. We're equals. There's no ego. Um, he's very gentle. And even in the first year when I was still a little bit on an uneven keel with my sort of mental health, mm. he was super cool, super understanding. And if I'd have like little freak outs every now and then, he just wouldn't ever, you know, I was used to having quite hectic fights with men. Mm. Um, I think it goes back to the first relationship where I sort of validated fighting, arguing, aggression with, oh, it must be passion, this must be love. Mm -hmm. And so I almost kind of attracted that and almost kind of expected that, I guess. Mm. And with him, he was just like... I, he'd just walk yeah. away from me and I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> this isn't, this isn't, and so then it would die down very quickly and I'd just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just, he's just different in every single way. He's it's, amazing. It's breaking patterns and yeah. it's really hard and it takes time. Well, I had to have a year off from dating. I had to, and I saw a therapist and he was like, you need to just stop relationships. No flirting, no Tinder, no texting, no nothing. So then I got into this habit where, you know, if you're walking down the street and like, if you're single, and you might like see somebody and you sort of try and make eye contact or if you're in a coffee shop or anything. Do you do that? No. Well, I think this is why I'm it was single. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I'm so defensive. I'm like, I assume everyone is going to try, is on the make and is actually looking at me because they want to nick my handbag. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. No, but, but if you're in, okay. Not even a little, a, a little cute little coffee shop in a safe area. <laughs> and you haven't got a handbag. You've just got your phone in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I unfortunately, and my, I think I've told this story before, but um, I was once, I once met up with my brother to do Christmas shopping. So we came from like completely different areas. And I said, I'll be downstairs in such and such a shop. I can't remember which one it was. And he said, I saw you and I was frightened to come and talk to you and say hello because you had your Force 10 bit shield on. Right. It was like you, everything about you is just don't approach me. Right. And I just think that's a, a thing that I've just developed, a bulletproof exterior, invisible one from just years of living alone in London and just thinking, yeah, 
you know, those years when you couldn't afford a taxi, but you had to get home on public transport, you mm. just like develop. No, it makes sense. You do. This is like, I'm hard as nails. Don't even bother trying yeah. to live with me. Um, yeah. So no, in answer to your question, I do sometimes have a glance. <laughs> but do you, would, would you make eye contact, would somebody, if some, if, if you glanced up and somebody glanced at you, just smile yeah exactly so that sort of thing so I wasn't even doing that I was like walking down the street head down no eye contact with anybody and it was really good I had like a whole year um and then George came I didn't have a whole year because George came in at the end of my year Mm -hmm. and um it was in November and I went to see the therapist and he was like I said I went on a date and he was like we haven't discussed this and I was (laughs) like yeah but he's a really good one yeah but we haven't talked about it I was like oh this is weird now and he goes, and it's the year's not up yet. It was, I think it started supposed to start in January to January and it was November. So technically right. I was two months. I failed the test. But that that 11 months was powerful for me mm. just to literally, I fell in love with Deepak Chopra, who is now my like... We need to talk about Yeah, Deepak. he's wicked. See, I, so he's made, he's a, like a, this sort of Indian guru of people who don't know who he is, but he's got the most soothing voice and just magical way of talking Mm. and what I did for that year was um listen to him every night while I was in bed to go to sleep with him basically he was my boyfriend for the year (laughs) um pillow talk yeah but I didn't talk I just listened to him and and just let the his words just like sort of you know sort of seed themselves within my being Mm. and it was just so magical and I just really looked after myself really did some lovely things did try yoga did lots Mm. of different classes um and I also manifested what I wanted so I'd say yeah so I'd say okay so and I was able after a few months of not going to get distracted with texts and dates and stuff to kind of look back at what I'd been doing wrong and to make that realization of mm. like shit this is what i'm doing it's me the patterns so then i'd send out like i want a guy i want this and i couldn't you can't leave any detail out so as, be as details as you as you, Did you want. write it down or was it no just no all? it was just all manifesting mm-hmm. it speaking it so the ceiling of my flat literally like and i want him to be tall and i want to be funny and i want this and it was like you know all the superficial stuff but all the other stuff too like that you can go like mm. detail detail details you know whether you want them to either be married or not married or have kids or like no kids or want to have kids or have a sense of humor or have you know like you know just anything and everything and i did that and literally george came back into my life it's amazing i literally manifested him because he's everything that i wanted mm. um and i think what I learned is that, which we're also guilty of, is this voice in our heads that's telling us stuff, the stories that we make up, the um, dramas that we predict, the negativity that we kind of continue to kind of cause for ourselves by going, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this, or that's going to be, when I do that, it's going to be bad. And, mm. you know, and I still, I'm still guilty of it now, don't get me wrong. I haven't like perfected that I'm like this sort of, but I could see that when I changed that sort of narrative within my head, that it um, it changed my day to day life. It changed my changed my energy, and it also changed what happened. Yeah. So it was really powerful, and I still try to do that now. I still try and like, you know, just send stuff out to the mm. universe, um, and just be more positive rather yeah. than being like. God, I've got to do this and I'm like, this doesn't fit and oh my God, you know, the skin's this and I feel a bit like this and, you know, just try and be a bit more positive and mm. just, 
But then I have really bad days too, so it's not yeah. always, you know, it goes, it goes, but I'm trying to be more like that than I used to be. Yeah. So it's sort of. I think it, it's when you have a bad day, as I did have recently, of, um, I had a really bad weekend actually. There was a lot of tears and just feeling like, oh my God, I've, I feel awful. And then on Monday I was all right and I thought that shows I've bounced back. That shows that whatever muscles I've been working on all this time mm. have bounced me back. So be really grateful for that. I think the weather also has a massive part oh, to play. Yeah. And I think we've all had a really dark, cold, long winter. And mm. now we're coming out the other end and, you know, you've got like cherry blossom and you've got like your magnolia everywhere. And it's like flowers yeah, and gorgeous singing. and birds and just a little bit of sunlight in the morning will change my day, my outlook, everything. And I notice just walking up the street today, people smiling yeah. in their cars, they're driving. There's just a more, there's a happy energy, a positivity, a mm. sort of sense of hope. And it's, I think we just, it, we we lose so much light throughout the winter and mm. it absolutely has a massive effect, effect on our serotonin levels in our brain. So Vitamin D as well. Yeah. Everyone get your vitamin D measured. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference. Mm. So, you know, like in the spring and now it just makes you feel like you can just bounce around a bit more easily. In the winter, it's so much harder. So I think don't beat yourself up when you do have your shitty days, you yeah. know? I think I think it's literally wine and chocolate. They're the recipe for when those days in the good box set. Exactly, because also if you try and when you're having a bad day, I don't know about you, but if I think right, I must go to the gym. Yeah. But my head and my body aren't in that place. If I go to the gym and fail, it's not good. But you go to a class. Don't yeah. go to the gym because at the gym you have to li- your your self stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've, you you're left to your own devices, which is like I'll get on the treadmill and I go right. I'm gonna do twenty minutes. Now I'm gonna do fifteen, and I get off after five. Yes. And I've walked yeah. three of those. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just to warm up. So if I go to a class, I can't walk out of the club. Well, I can't walk out of the club. I can't walk out of Listeners, the club. Listen, I was telling Lisa about the time I stormed out of a yoga class, which meant that I really had no business being there. No, but if you are in a class, especially the ones that I go to, because they're quite small, even the big ones. But I just think when you're there, you just have to suck it up. Yeah. You do what you can. But that's why I won't. I can't. I can't be left to motivate myself in the gym because I just, I just will be like, yeah, that's enough now. Off I go. You know, yes. I'll check my phone. Mm. I'll be messing around with playlists. And then I'll say, like I said, I'll set myself 20 minutes and I do like two. No, you make a good so point. Po- so classes are good for that because you just have to get stuck in and you can't really leave. I'm quite bad at going to classes. I do like, I'm very, I'm a bit like the Terminator in the gym. Are you? I just like treadmill. Well, maybe, bike, yeah. Stepper. I need I'm, to incorporate more. But no, I mean, do whatever you can. But I just think on those days where you're feeling a bit of a funk and you, you want to shift it, then... I mean, I don't know. That's what works for me. Everybody's yeah, yeah. different. No, I think that works. And then also if I can, I think it can sometimes be on those dark days. You can be your own worst enemy because you know the thing that will make you feel good. But you just, you just do the but opposite. You can't do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I know. You I know. Can't. You do. You know, some days you just have to just sit with a big massive bag of crisps and watch reality TV. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> I spend far too much time watching The Real Housewives, but they're part of me now. I just can't stop. <laughs> And I never will. I know it's awful. Speaking of which, actually, it's not reality TV, but I do have a note here. Are you going to add YouTube to You Glow Girl in a big way? Yeah, I want to. I just haven't... Please do. Yeah, no, I know, because I did a video. Did you see the video? There's a video up there, but it doesn't look like a video because it's got like the You Glow Girl graphic on top of it. So it's an actual video because I did the Ultraforma face... um, treatment thing which tightens the oh. muscles the collagen it's amazing so it's on my blog but it is a bit deceiving because it's uh, it's the sort of yes. the logo thing like the black and pink 
so it doesn't look like a video. But I am going to do more filming. I'm just looking for a really good person to help me film. So that's, that's, I mean, I've got my little tripod and my little like ring flashy thing. And so I'm sort of trying to move with the times slowly. Um, but yes, YouTube definitely is going to feature on there. I want to do more videos. Mm. And you have, you were talking earlier about um, getting jewels on, but you do share the platform. You've got some brilliant interviews on there. Lorraine yeah. Pascal recently. Yeah. Well, I just know some gorgeous girls and luckily that, you know, they, they want to talk to me. So, um, and I think it's interesting because, because we're friends, I, I think, you know, but also I just like, I just want to get all the, you know, the lowdown on what they use and just get the skinny on all the little trips, tricks and, you know, things that they, that they, how they look so gorgeous mm. and what they do. So, um, I've had some great girls on there for like Frankie, Frankie Bridge and, um, Lorraine and we've got Nicola Josh is going to be on there soon. Caroline Barnes, like some of my lovely girlies oh. that I've, Nicola's amazing. Great facialist. I try, I need to get her on the here but I want, yeah. I want to go down to her house and I'm gonna because she doesn't live that far from where my family Perfect. is from so I want to try and yeah do, do a double whammy yeah, do yeah. that double hit um yeah so y- yeah I got to get to speak to some good girlies and podcast might you start a podcast mm, I think you should I might do a podcast I was toying with it I spoke to you about that last time didn't yeah. I and I was I was umming and ahhing about it yeah, that is kind of something that's on the list. It's not right up there at the top at the moment. Because you're busy. I am quite busy. And I, and I, it's what I, the reason I moved back out to Essex and I just, I wanted a bit more of a work-life balance. Like mm-hmm. it got to a point where I was very busy, but I got very hectic and then I ended up getting very sick. Mm. So I am very conscious of the fact that I just want to, have a I just want to I just want to enjoy my life really and I don't want to just be work 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 um you know because I mean I've I've been I've been working since I was 19 mm. you know and it's been a really good varied career and I love it and I don't want it to stop but I just want to dip in and just do the nice things that I want yeah. to do because so that's just so model yeah um radio I was about to say radio DJ like DJ Kevin Perry. old school but you were on the radio for a long time, presenter. Yes, I went from modelling to uh, MTV's Top of the Pops and all that sort of stuff and did lots of TV. And then I went into the radio um, by accident because I went on to Johnny's show um, when Denise was on there. Mm. And I was promoing Top Model, the final for Top Model. Not the final show, but the fi- mm. a, fi- a final episode of Top Model. And Johnny and I just hit it off and Denise was wanting to leave anyway. So it just so happened that I then took over from Denise. And so I did eight years on radio, four with Johnny and then four with Dave Berry. Two very different presenters, but both fabulous. Mm. And um, that was great. That was early morning. but And that would have been fine, but I was juggling other shows as well. Mm. So then I ended up getting meningitis and glandular fever at the same time. And I was in hospital. and, And I kind of was just absolutely knackered and to be honest I didn't really give myself enough time to recover Mm. um but you know what when the work say just take it and it was great and it was like I wouldn't change anything I absolutely wouldn't but now I'm just very aware of just keeping a nice balance and not getting too hectic Mm. but podcasts would be lovely because that's going to be like I could do it on my own time and you know um like you you know you it's fabulous podcast and you just schedule it when you can and and go and move around and it's all you know and very make cash money the rest of the time if I can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but I was going to ask you actually specific about radio because 
I don't know whether you do you describe yourself as a freelancer, self-employed? Self-employed. So for me, as someone who is also self-employed, I feel like um, actually maybe because I worked in the same place for a long time, but there's something about stability, particularly financial stability, that is obviously very appealing. So there you've got this amazing high profile job, Mm. but I dread to think at what time in the morning you had to get up to get there. Mm. Early, early, early. Exactly. But it's a good gig and it's probably one of those jobs. And you haven't said this to me. I'm putting words out there. But it's probably one of those jobs that someone somewhere on a higher level would say a million girls would love this opportunity, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. So when it comes time to leave, that's quite a tough decision to make. And I'm just curious about whether you had a battle going back and forth of, oh, but it's stability, it's this, it's that, it's all the other, and then weighing up to the intangible of, but I might get my life back, but I might feel better, I would see daylight, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my gosh, of course, all those, you consider all of those, and you just think, but I, and it was the first time I'd had stability because coming from modeling into TV where you do one series and then you might not do another series for six months and then, you know, so it was it was the first time I'd ever had a monthly paycheck. Mm. I mean, that was quite amazing. Um, and that was eight years of that or just short of eight years. So, but at, at the same time, I did, I did, a, I crammed a lot into mm. those eight years. Oh, so yeah. I did M&S and I did Strictly and I did Velveeta and so I did, and I did Top Model and I did Weekend Kitchen. So I did a lot of stuff. Um, so I did a little bit of saving too. So it was quite good. Um, and I didn't, I don't, I don't, in my, I mean, money's amazing, but I don't ever want to be ruled by it Mm. and be like, you know, and I just think that your health is so important. And it was only when I was in hospital and they didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was in there for 10 days. I mean, obviously they found out a few days in that I was just like, it just made everything quite mm. real. And um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, those battles of like, oh, the monthly paycheck, I won't have it, you know. But at the same time, I was like, I'll be fine because when one door shuts, mm. another one opens. And to have some time off and to... Yeah. And it's like with all the different things that happen, that cha- the changes, the series, it's like you think, oh, God, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you think, oh, but then something else happens. And... That's just the way my career has mm. always gone. Like I said, it's always kind of gone with the flow. And it was just nice to have to, to come to terms with it, really. And yeah. just to be like, you know, this is what is right for this next period in my life. And getting back with George, it just all was like yeah. this amazing, almost serendipitous thing, you know. Planets that the stars aligned. Yeah. I was talking to someone recently who in a very similar situation had a dream job for a long time, regular paycheck, all of those things, but wasn't making her happy anymore. But the book was finding it very difficult to make that decision to leave because on the other side was the unknown. And it was very interesting that you were talking about earlier about what you put out into the universe mm. and how energy changed because for me personally, I was, I seemed to always get people that I was working with where it was really difficult and challenging and I didn't really enjoy what I was doing and I wasn't being paid very well. And then it was almost like I read Jen Sincero's book, drew a line in the sand and went, right, my day rate is this and it's four times what you're paying. And if you don't want to pay it, then thank you and goodbye. And you forget about the fact that that's actually almost like opening a channel Mm. (laughs) or like setting the frequency differently. And then you suddenly draw these people, these things in. Yeah, totally. So on the other, what I'm trying to get at is that on the other side of a big decision, 
it's not going to be nothing. Yeah. Stuff will come. Yeah. And then along with that, I you know, I've, you know, moved back out to this house, which I was going to sell. And I was just, I never wanted to because it's, I mean, I've had it for 21 years and it was the first house I bought and I've always loved it. And my sisters have lived here independently at different times with me, without me, with their families when they've been doing construction on their places. And so it's always been like a halfway home for everybody mm. and like Christmases and Boxing Day and stuff. And it, I just never wanted to sell it. So now I'm back here. It feels so right. And I wake mm. up happy every morning and, you know. George wakes up super early. I mean, I'm still up early in the morning. So I, before <laughs> I was, when I was living here for the first year of doing Capital, I was up at 3.15. Oh my word. Yeah. And then I was in North London and I'd get up at about 4.15, 4.30, which is still a bit, but now George wakes up at like 5.30, quarter six, which means I wake up at 5.30, quarter six. <laughs> He's like, morning baby. And I'm like, morning. Trying to be positive. Um, but yeah, it's just a nicer quality yeah. of life and I'm a bit older now and I can go to class and I can get myself feeling good mm -hmm. and it's just the little things. So, I mean, I love working. Obviously, I've got my line on QVC, yeah, so I'm designing. Oh, I and then I've this I've morning, no, it's fine. I'm wearing it. I'm no, no, wearing no, it. I know you are. I know, I know. I love it. You always wear my pieces. But um, and doing fashion on this morning, which is great because, you know, because of my modeling days and mm. done numerous shoots and from high end to catalog and whatnot. So it's really nice to be able to kind of put, put all of those yeah. like little rules and tips and tricks that I've learned along the way into practice. And I love having real women on the show. Mm. It's so wicked. They're so, you know, they come in and they get makeover and it's just, it's, it's just wicked. Mm. Like, you know, they get spoiled you rotten. You can see mm. a difference in attitude. That's when I'm like, mm. my heart begins mm. to swell. And they look fabulous. And so I just, I, I'm really lucky. I do feel very lucky and I'm I think it's really important to acknowledge that. Mm. Um but you are a grafter as well. Oh god yeah. I've grafted, I've hustled properly. Mm. Totally. I still, you know, still day to day life's still really hectic, even yeah. though I'm not technically in London every day, all day. It's still just there's still so much to do. It's like But it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to have big plans, big dreams. And just keep trucking. Keep on trucking. There we go, hustling and hustling grafting. Hustling and trucking and, trucking. and grafting. <laughs> Suddenly just... It's going to be the title of my first book. <laughs> Get your hustle on. Um, we will just quickly talk about your jewellery range for QVC because, as you know, your arrow ring I wear every day. Not even a joke. I haven't just put it on just because I was coming to see Lisa. <laughs> and everyone knows me for this arrow ring. Um, so please, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. You Thank should go you, and check darling. out. Thank you. It's really gorgeous. Um, we've come to the end of our time together. It's been divine. I think we should do it again. Yay! <laughs> no, there's so much more. We could just, you know what I mean? I know. Talk and talk and talk we and could. talk. And I have big plans for the podcast. Unfortunately, listeners, this conversation is about to go online offline because uh, I'm going to tell Lisa some stuff, but you will hear about it soon. Lisa, thank you so thank much. Thank you too. We finally made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time in the making. But, but here it is. <laughs> Before you go, just a quick one. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you want to talk to me about something, if you want to join a wider conversation, there's some really lovely ways to do it. I have a dedicated listener inbox. No other spam goes in there. I am quite territorial about it. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com if you're a listener and you have thoughts and feelings about the episodes and you would like to share them with me. 
If you want to join a wider conversation, there is a fabulous Facebook group. It's closed, it's private, but I approve every single member. So go in, ask to join, and I usually get to it within a day. There are some lovely conversations going in there at the moment, and I often give sneak previews of guests that I'm about to record with to ask if there are any questions that you would like me to ask. So you do get a very sneak preview of upcoming guests. The link to that will be in the show notes. And if you are enjoying this episode or many of the other shows, I would be so delighted if you would go over to iTunes, click those five stars and maybe write a couple of sentences about why you enjoy the show. It would mean the world to me and it would help a show like mine stand out on a massive platform like iTunes. Thank you so much and I'll see you on the next one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.